Welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano from Feliciano Financial Group. In this podcast, brothers and certified financial planner professionals, Jose and Jeff, explain that money is just a tool to achieve the things you want in life, a tool to make the decision to live life on purpose. They draw from years of experience to demonstrate that when your money aligns with your goals, you can live a purposeful life. Because when your vision is clear, your decision is easy. Hello and welcome to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Jeff, what is going on today? Hey, life is good. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. I'm here to learn from both of you guys. Jose, thank you so much for creating this podcast. It's always, let's just say, a uh, back up and say, always a pleasure to talk to you. Oh, thanks, Jose. I know today that you guys are going to be discussing a question that you get quite often, which is, what does it take to write an effective financial plan? And I'm, I'm sure you've been asked this throughout your entire career. So what's the answer to that? You know, I love the topic because when your visions are clear, your decisions are easy, right? Mm-hmm. And we find that, you know, most people, they do. They struggle with the decisions that they have to make with uh, insurance and investments and their retirement plans, wills, trusts, taxes, um, just all the decisions that we have to make with money and how they tie together and how they interact. And, you know, we, we want to make smart choices with money, but sometimes there's so many decisions that we have to make that it becomes difficult. So I think, you know, the intent is to, all right, let's get organized and how do we simplify it all and simplify the process. So that way, whether we're a families or we're business owners, that we've got an effective plan and everything can tie together so we can achieve and focus on the things that are most important to us. Yeah, absolutely. And I I know that just listening to you guys and knowing how much goes into the work that you do, I think most people that try to do this on their own could get analysis paralysis kind of thing where it's like, oh, I'm just overwhelmed uh, with everything that I have to get done. And, you know, we, we really answer four questions in the area of planning. Number one, how much cash reserves you should have or how to get it there. Number two, what's the best way to reduce or eliminate debt on a schedule that works for you? Uh, how to allocate your assets so you have the highest probability of achieving your goals. And then we answer three questions in the area of insurance. Should you have it at all? And if you should have it, what's the right kind and what's the right amount? So those are all into a an effective financial plan. Gotcha. So uh, that, that was quick and that was uh, hard-hitting, Jose, but my head is spinning. So where do we start in this process? Because you got to start somewhere. Right. So, you know, I mean, we believe that every decision you make with money impacts everything else. So you do have to take a holistic approach to it. You know, we've got a process called financial blueprinting that is kind of serves as a good guideline, a good uh, roadmap to follow. Mm -hmm. But, you know, first would be getting organized. So checklist of what documents to get together, uh, which is retirement plans, IRAs, Roth IRAs, investment accounts, insurance policies, wills, trusts. Really just just those documents that, that either has to do with insurance, investments, taxes, estate planning, and make sure we've got a good grip and we assess where we are uh, in getting all that together. Uh, second step would be to kind of think through life. Hey, what do we want out of life? What are the things that are important to us? Uh, you know, it's not that money's not important, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not the money. It's just the impact that money has and the role that it plays so it's good to think through, hey, here's the things that are most important, you know, from a role that, that money may or may not can provide. You know, number three would be to uh, put some structure around 
goals, objectives, really anything that requires money or mm-hmm. planning to achieve. Uh, so that way you've got some real tangible financial goals of, you know, where you want to be at some point in the future, you know, and then number four, reality check, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, where do we stand? Uh, where are we now? Uh, we know we just defined where we want to be, uh, and then do more of a gap analysis and say, all right, here's where we are. Here's where we want to be. What steps do we need to take in order to bridge the gap between the two and make sure everything kind of ties together? Yeah. When you're working with people, what kind of gaps do you see? You know, just in the insurance, I'll start off in that area right there. But, you know, the types of insurance, you have life insurance, whether it's whole term, universal life, variable life, disability, business overhead insurance, health, long-term care, homeowners, auto insurance, just making sure that you've got the your liability insured. Umbrellas, professional coverages, different types of riders on these policies. It could be so confusing to the consumer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, uh, you know, life insurance policies, are they going to last? And so we really get into a deep dive there. Like I said, we answered three questions. Should you have it at all? And everybody's in different situations, so there's not a one-size-fits-all. Just making the insurability, people have pre-existing conditions. They have annuities sometimes. It's an immediate or a deferred annuity. And what's the what's the right kind of how do you work with it? In that space, so we yeah. Let me jump in. Dive. Let me jump Go in ahead. real quick, Jose. I think the you know the, the word the, the word insurance. I mean, there's there's obviously all kinds of insurance on mm-hmm. everything. I think the the real issue is if something happens to me, what impact does that have on my wife, my kids, my business, and the people that rely most on me? Yeah. And I think that's those are the the real questions of all right. So what could happen? All right, I could have a big medical expense. How am I going to address it? Uh, I could pass away, die suddenly. How do I address it? Uh, I could be disabled and I can't work for six months or a year or five years. Is that important? If so, how do I address it? Mm-hmm. But really just thinking through, if, if something were to happen, what impact does it have? And how do I address it and making sure that I'm thinking through those contingency plans of what could disrupt, you know, the the success of myself and my family in planning for the future and how do we address it? And I think more often than not, especially things around disability and life insurance and, you know, some of these other things, it's more often than not, people will address it once. But as you know, life changes over time. Our financial situations change over time. So what we bought five years ago, 10 years ago, uh, most of the time are either outdated or they don't fit our current circumstance and what we're trying to accomplish now. So what Jose said is, is right on. I mean, you have to assess, all right, what do we need? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are we trying to accomplish? And is the, do we have the right plan for what we're trying to do? So and before we move on to the next part, I just want to em- emphasize here even the beneficiary designations, we have seen ex-wife and people that, are, that they didn't intend to have as their beneficiary. That's an important factor. And a lot of times it's group insurance. It's, it's amazing. It's part, just part of a checkoff list that we make sure that things are aligned based on what you're trying to accomplish. Gotcha. So it sounds to me like insurance takes care of the liability gap. Uh, but what other gaps are there that you guys are looking for? Yeah. So one is uh, obviously you, you, you want to start with debt. Uh, you know, we want to create a game plan to reduce or eliminate debt on a schedule that's realistic and uh, that fits fits you. You know, the more we can get out of debt, the the better we will be financially 
and the better we'll be able to save for the things that we really want to accomplish. So debt is definitely number one, is uh, how do we address it and on the schedule that fits. Uh, number two is making sure that we've maintained or build up a good balanced um, cash reserves or an emergency reserve. Uh, so that way, if something happens and, you know, life is what it is, things happen, uh, that we've got enough money there that we can write a check that we can pull from in order to take care of those contingency plans and those emergencies. Yeah, that, that makes, we almost ran into one of those situations just a couple of weeks ago. My wife almost got us a dog. His name was Tiny and he happened to be a 225 pound Mastiff. That'll definitely <laughs> eat into an emergency fund. <laughs> Because I was not expecting to feed a dog that big, but no, we, did, we didn't get the dog. So uh, I, I get that. Absolutely. Debt management is, is great. What's next? I was just going to add just real quick on the cash flow, what he was talking about, having that liquidity. I mean, you know, things are going to happen. It always has happened. It could be a world event that we can't control. So having a good emergency fund uh, for those times really puts you in a proactive role that we're not grabbing money out of our own buckets. So. Yes, a good rule of thumb, you know, three to six months worth of expenses in an account to plan for the unforeseen. Uh, Sometimes you go ahead and create maybe a year's worth of income or a year's worth of expenses if we're retired. Uh, Some people more comfortable with a year or two. Uh, Any big purchases that we know we have in the next six months, the next year, you want to take the risk out. You know, so you may be a little heavier in your emergency reserve for those short-term expenses. Mm -hmm. But I think the key is just making sure we have those reserves for when life throws those curveballs or we have those immediate expenses. So you got debt, all right, and you've got emergency reserve. Uh, Jose talked about, you know, three, which which would be the insurance, making sure we're prepared for the unexpected or protecting the people that we care most about that are relying on us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once those things are addressed, uh, then you can, you know, look at, okay, now what are the things that we're saving for? Uh, where do we deploy the extra money? Uh, how do we allocate the assets that gives us a higher probability of, of, of greater returns with the least amount of risk necessary? So, you know, depending on what's important to you and what's next. For some people, it may be college. Uh, so do we put money in a 529 plans or UTMAs? in order to save a little bit of money now to, you know, have that money grow to take care of college. Uh, the next step for some people may be retirement. Mm-hmm. So you look at uh, what are the 401k options or savings plans through work? Is there a match? Is there a profit sharing? Let's make sure we're taking advantage of that. If there's not, or there is, and we still have extra money, maybe we look at Roth IRAs uh, or any other investment type, you know, uh, investments we can make in order to have money grow that's intended for something above and beyond uh, what's needed for debt or emergency reserves. But I think the intent is just to make sure that we've got a plan in place that we know where these extra funds or extra savings, uh, these investments are going. uh, So that way they're as tax efficient as they can be Uh, a little bit more growth oriented because we've got a little bit more time to be successful and just making sure everything is working together and just efficient for those things that we are trying to plan for that, you know, may not be immediate, but maybe a little bit longer term in the future. All right. We're, we're, we're getting there. I mean, there seems to be a lot of moving parts here. What else are we covering today? I would say what's really important to a lot of folks is asset protection. We're in a Sue Happy society. So, mm-hmm. you know, just making sure that your assets, if you have 10 
different pieces of property. People are concerned about what if something happens that this property doesn't affect my other properties, but making sure that things are titled correctly and, and protecting assets and working within the laws that we have that's entitled to us. So I think asset protection, you know, under Texas law, there's four things that are protected in the state of Texas homestead. from uh, bankruptcy and creditors. One is your homestead, two is your retirement plans, three is annuities, and four is your life insurance policies. People are really concerned about the asset protection. I think that's and, and, and not only that, when you pass it on to the next generation, you've got the estate tax issues uh, that, that you want to prevent inheritance taxes and, and so forth. So having structure and having family limited partnerships and getting things structured to where you can uh, discount the estate so you can um, not burden the next, not really burden the next generation, mm-hmm. but no one wants to pay tax if it's, it could be avoided. Yeah, absolutely. So does that get into the area of trusts and things? Yeah, so the, 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 I guess there's two more topics, right? So there's the state planning, and then, uh, you know, there's the tax side of, of everything. So, you know, under the estate planning piece, it's, it's really more of a, you know, if something happens to me, what do I want to have happen, um, and, and vice versa? You know, you've got issues, both personal and business, kind of thinking through the same thing. If something happens, what do I want to have happen? How uh, do I make sure everything's a smooth transfer to my spouse? How do I make sure there's a smooth transfer to the kid? You know, and when you're when you've been fortunate enough or or you've taken the proper steps to be disciplined enough to save money and create wealth, you know, then the things to think through would be, you know, or the things to think through would be if something happened to both of us, do I want everything to go to my kids and grandkids, hmm. or would I prefer to maybe put a little structure to it? and have it spread out over a period of time. Uh, what if my son or daughter, what if they get a divorce, or what if something happens to one of them? Uh, how do I provide for that health, education, maintenance, support, but make sure that you know, everything stays in the bloodline? So there's some, there's some thinking through of what we want to have happen, how do we structure it, is it structured that way now, what adjustments or changes do we need to make, and just make sure that if something did happen, Everything is already in place. Um, and one I, other part that uh, we tend to see is there's some assets that have to go through probate. There's some assets that are able to avoid probate. Uh, so, you know, taking that into consideration as well, do I need a will? Do I need a living trust? Is probate an issue? Do I want to keep everything private? And depending on your situation, you have to think through. And, you know, a part of an effective financial plan is knowing you know, hey, if something does happen, what is the plan and having it in place as well. And I would just add just a quick breakdown on the estate planning side that he just kind of emphasized there is a power attorney for health care, power, ter- power attorney for finance and guardianship and living will and just having those things in place. So you're making a decision to what you want to have happened in case you're incapacitated and so forth. So it's uh, uh, really having just a game plan that's thought through all. Yeah, and I'm sure it's not easy to have those conversations, but bottom line is that anybody with family needs to. You know, it's funny you said that. I think the most important thing, too, is communication within the family. And sometimes we don't communicate that. Next thing you know, people are in a twilight zone. But having everything simplified and organized really puts you in proactive mode. And people want to take action when it's, when it's for the benefit of them and their family. Makes sense. Absolutely. So what else do we need to talk about today? I think taking action. I always say action no action is action and uh, implementing the plan. Once you have a game plan and it's tied into the reasons on what's important to you, then uh, taking the steps and uh, discipline approach and 
you know, I don't know about you, but I've, I've got, I pay a trainer to train me I, to show up at the gym and uh, I have to have somebody hold me accountable. And mm -hmm. uh, there's some people that need to be held accountable, some people that don't. And there are three types of investors that I have found, or three types of people, and that's a do-it-yourselfers. People want to do their own homework and research. Then there are collaborators. People, you know, maybe got one area down, but they want feedback in three other areas on what, what else are they missing. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that delegate. They just, hey, you handle everything. You know where I want to go. I just let me go live life on purpose and enjoy my life, and I just make sure that that check is coming in every month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now let's, let's look at it go up 30,000 feet and you've got this effective financial plan. How often are you reviewing this with your clients to, to make sure it's still on point? I think there's a lot of moving targets, right? Cause one thing about life is it always changes Absolutely. whether it's tax law or world events or goals or expenses or whatever the case may be. So, you know, we recommend a couple of times a year, um, you know, somewhere around January, February, that way you can kind of see how the year ended up. Uh, what does the year look like? Uh, what's the game plan? What big expenses do we have? What does the income needs look like? And make sure that not only are we thinking through the year, but also anything that we need to do before tax time is uh, very important. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the other time that's, that we found to be the most efficient is somewhere September, October. Uh, it seems that most benefit books, uh, any changes you want to make, through your company's benefits or retirement plans or uh, especially anything related to insurance is around that time, all of your elections. So if you can have something in that third quarter, early fourth, uh, that way you're thinking through how those decisions impact the other things as well as gives you enough time to make any adjustments, uh, especially in an investment situation mm -hmm. before the end of the year to think through. There's nothing worse than man, I wish I would have done this. This would have helped me in taxes, but I didn't do it by the end of the year, so it's too late. So I think uh, at least those two times a year is good practice. Um, but, you know, every situation is different. Uh, some people need to meet once a quarter because things are more complicated. Uh, some once a year is fine, but uh, those are kind of the critical dates that we see more often than not. And I'll give you an example of today. You know, somebody's coming off a COBRA plan that's, They've had it for 18 months, and they got some pre-existing conditions. So you've got this enrollment period that's coming up at the, end, the last quarter of this year to uh, have insurance coverage that will cover pre-existing conditions. Mm -hmm. The second thing, person's turning 62. Should I take my Social Security at 62, 63, 65? Uh, how is my Social Security going to be taxed? So you, you, we have to set up a review for that. And, uh, you know, then you find out somebody's been meaning to get a will done, but just hadn't got it done so it's it's different where every everybody's different in what they're trying to accomplish but it's just holding them accountable and having these things making sure that we take action and making sure we don't put people risk to not yeah. fulfill the things that are important gentlemen great information today thank you so much for sharing any closing thoughts before we wrap up today's podcast you know i always say that uh, anytime you can call timeout um you know it's too important uh, it's your life people rely on you so if I can just encourage you to call time out, let's get organized, let's get everything down, let's get everything on paper and just think through, hey, here's the things that are important, here's the things that I want to accomplish, here's reality of where I am today and how do we create a step-by-step -step plan of action in order for you to achieve the things that are most important to you. It was important to have this podcast because some people think that 
financial planning is just your investment planning, but it's mm-hmm. more than that. And so uh, it's just looking at all different areas of planning. And I'm going to have to say, based on my experience, I probably only have seen three or four percent of the population that, that has everything in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it. There's a lot of people that there are holes and gaps in the plan. People don't really don't know where the gaps are. Uh, getting a second and third opinion, I think, is yeah, that can be a little scary. That that's a very low percentage. So such great podcast, great information. I'm hoping that the listeners are going to share this. So Jose and Jeff, thank you so much for your time. And of course, our last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Live Life on Purpose podcast with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when the guys come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And this one's a great one because I, I don't think people think of all the pieces of the puzzle that they need to put together to, to make sure the picture is clear and these guys can help you out. So again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Feliciano Financial, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live life on purpose. Thank you for listening to Live Life on Purpose with Jose and Jeff Feliciano. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Feliciano Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.